The Clemson Tigers are always on the prowl for more and more recruits to bolster their program. Who is the latest four-star player in the trenches that will be a great addition to this program? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. My national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, thank y'all for tapping in with me and making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Appreciate you guys for always being the family, but as always being the everydayers. Uh, you know, nothing but love and support from your boy DP. Now, we have ourselves a nice show. We're going to kick it off. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking about a couple different things here. Is Clemson still wide receiver you? I mean, we're going to get into that discussion. Uh, ESPN did an article. And uh, we're going to see where Clemson lands, if they're still in, in, in that contention for the title, wide receiver you. Uh, Bronco Nagurski, defense, top defensive player in college football, candidates for your Clemson Tigers. How many made the list? And I'm going to talk about them as well. And we're going to kick it off, guys. We're going to kick it off with on the prowl, four-star 2025 offensive tackle, Solomon Thomas, uh, out of Reigns, Jacksonville, uh, Florida, out of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, goes to Reigns High School. And, uh, you know, listed at six foot four, 285, 290 pounds, a consensus four star recruit. And when I watched the tape on this kid, right, watch the, his, his, his reel, his, his highlight tapes and everything, and just getting a feel for, for his game. This is a young man that, man, like you talk about being physical, being aggressive. This is what you need on the trenches. I know, you know, we, there's a couple, you know, three, you know, really good offensive linemen from the 2024 class that we weren't able to, to reel in. We weren't able to bring them in. But, hey, listen to me. But all is not lost because the 2025 class is still is still waiting in the wings. And this young man, Solomon Thomas, man, physical run blocker. That's the first thing I jotted down in my notes, physicality in the run game, right? And, and, and if you listen to the episode with Clemson offensive lineman, young offensive lineman, my uh, little big bro, uh, Mason Johnstone on yesterday, if you haven't, go check it out. But if you listen to it, he talked about, he, one thing he said that was that stuck out to me, he said that get Coach Riley, Coach Garrett Riley's, uh, they, 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 the offensive line calls not the air raid, but the dirt raid because they're going to run the ball and they're going to run it into the, to the teeth of the defense and they're going to put guys in the dirt. And when you talk about keeping that type of well, what's the phrase, keep that same energy. Yeah. If you want to keep that same energy, Solomon Thomas is absolutely the guy you want to keep. You want to bring in, and you want to be able to, to add to this offensive line, physicality and aggression in the run game. He has a finisher's mentality. I just talked about them calling you know, the Clemson offensive line, calling Gary's offense, the dirt raid. Well, he likes to put defenders in the dirt. He wants to drive them and finish them. And, and just, you know, really, I, I'm going to tell you another thing I, I wrote down is just, if I was to give him a nickname, 
he's a pancake machine. Like he he is a pancake artist, man. His 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 uh his level of aggression and physicality, his power that he plays with, man. He's a heavy-handed puncher, brings a nice pop to shock defenders, stop their momentum, right? And you know what I mean? And keep guys at a distance. He has looks like he has functional arms, um, arm length with his wingspan and everything as well. And and, and you you like the quickness with his feet. In terms of out of, to get out of his stance and, and cut off the cut off access for the rusher to the uh, outside arc, so they can't work around outside to the quarterback. You just want to make sure that you know he continues to coach him up, so that he's not only just selling out to get outside, right, to to get to his landmarks for the outside arc, but also making sure the inside hand is pre- prepared and he's able to re- uh, redirect and, and instead of, you know, when you're talking about retracing and going backwards but being able to, you know, step forward and cut off, you know, inside counters because that's what polished pass rushers will bring. And when you talk about that physicality, man, he has a nasty snatch trap type of technique where if you get in, if you try to get too, uh, in too close into his arm length and get into his pads, you know, he does a great job slapping the hands down, snatching and throwing down the defender fake, just face planting them into the dirt. Then he'll jump on, he'll drop on top of them sometimes as well for a little extra measure. So you got to kind of tone that down a little bit, which I'll talk about in a second, but I could see a path to this young man, honestly playing guard too. You know, he's six foot four, uh, two ninety. And you just got to see how he continues to develop uh, physically. Uh, one name that kind of, you know, just as a college comp that came to my mind, Georgia offensive tackle for, for uh, last year and uh, first round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Broderick Jones, six foot four, three fifteen. He had like 34 and a half inch arms or somewhere in there. Physical, athletic, can get out in space, things like that. I see a little bit of this. Uh, I see a path for him to be a very similar player if he stays at tackle. Like I said, arm length looks to be functional uh but you want to see you know he could benefit from uh playing with more playing with a lot more controlled aggression he gets i, I could see him potentially getting flagged at the next level just because he's so aggressive and so physical um you know what i mean like i will say even though he's aggressive and physical i do i i, I appreciate the i appreciate his um his technique and and, and his patience his mechanics with his hands and his punches and stuff like that. I don't feel like he's just like a bull in the China shop where it's just, I'm wrecking. I'm just wrecking shop. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just being more physical and being bigger than the next guy. I feel like there's a little nuance to him in terms of getting into his kick slide, keeping a good hand carries, not being too low, not being too high. We're talking about where his hands are as he's getting into his kick, into his drops, but you know, also understanding not to do a lot of – he does have a little bit of it on tape where he does like a two-hand a two hand punch. You want to make sure you don't do that. The same thing with corners. If you two-hand punch, basically if a guy swipes you, swipes by, you lock your hip and you can't turn around and retreat and recover. So you, you want to make sure he's not – he doesn't do it a whole lot, but there's a couple instances where I did see that on tape for him. But this is a young man that's really, really talented, guys. Um, I, I definitely think that, like I said, having more controlled aggression, he gets so – amped so worked up in these reps to, to really punish guys he can lean into guys a little bit too much and what does that do it opens him up for what they call a push pull technique where those defenders push for those watching on youtube those defenders push them back and then snatch them forward so it's basically you know their version of almost almost their version of snatch, snatch trap some would say so like he's got to make sure that he's uh you know protecting himself in that regard because hey you can't recover if you're on the ground Right. That's just that's just a fact. So but looking at this young man, he, and he's got um, 
He's got offers from a couple different, a uh, couple different places here. He's got offers from Florida State. So Florida State, well, of course, the Florida schools, right? Florida State, Florida, uh, South Carolina, Alabama, Penn State. He's got some big name uh, programs that are on the trail uh, for him. But you know, listen, we're on the prowl, guys. We're on the prowl, and we're going to be on his trail as well. And that's the name I'm going to keep keep eyes on and keep tabs on because he's six four two ninety right now. Man, I love to see where he is when he, when he does uh, commit and he does land on the on a on a uh, college uh, campus this kid could be 65 305 310 man and and you know anything he's still he's still young and he still can can grow and improve but uh talented kid physical I think he's got a good good enough athleticism at the position I think that he is versatile uh, enough to play both inside at guard or outside the tackle and everything man just like I said a talented kid talented young man very talented young man and hopefully he received this offer from Clemson recently so let's hope that, you know, we can, you know, offensive line coach and everything and, and Dabo, they can continue to do their thing uh, and stay in contact with this young man and try to bring him into the fold for the 2025 recruiting class. But, guys, to talk about talent, you already know what type of talent you have on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get into the Bronco Nagurski candidates that I recently uh, uh, looked up and saw. You know, shout out to Tig- uh, was it Tigers.net, I think it is. Uh, or tigernet.com, uh, they dropped the piece on it. So uh, I want to go, go ahead, go over those names, right? Those those guys uh, that are on the, the top defensive player, potential defensive players of the year award, that award, the Bronskin, Bronco Nagurski. Hey, we got some Clemson Tigers on there. I'm going to tell you how many, who, and why I think one more could be added. Coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, all you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. You get access to simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and or hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So all you need to do, understand this, LinkedIn jobs will help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Bronco Nagurski Award, the trophy that is annually presented to the nation's top defensive player. Well, Football Writers Association of America has listed three of your Clemson Tiger defenders that are candidates on their watch list for said Bronco Nagurski Award. And your three candidates are Barrett Carter, linebacker, defensive tackle, Tyler Davis, and, of course, your star Mike linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. They've been named as three of the 96 candidates on the watch list for the Bronco Nagurski Trophy Award. Now, there's somebody's missing, though. <laughs> Rook Aurora. I, I, I get it. 96 guys. So you tell me there's, 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 what, 93 other guys that should be listed over Rook? I don't think so. But to talk about Barrett Carter, Tyler Davis, Jeremiah Charlie, who we've talked about and had conversations about, you know, together as a family, 
multiple times. Man, you know, those three names I absolutely agree with. I think that that is 100% uh, you know, worth the 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 price of admission, you know what I mean, for the for that and, and worth the hype for that award. They deserve to be on the watch list. Now again, Rook, uh, I, I think for me, and, I, and I've said this, I love Tyler Davis and what he brings to the table. I think that Rook has a higher ceiling. And you know what I mean? Just his physicality, his quickness, uh, play strength, ability to, to play some zero and anchor in the run game and everything, but also his uh, the flashes of handwork. As if you listen to the episode yesterday with Mason Johnstone, uh, you know, offensive lineman for Clemson, you know, go if you haven't, go check it out. He talked about, you know, Rook and, and Tyler Davis both having just really good hands, knowing how to dislodge and, you know, and, and disengage from blockers and things like that. And, and as a pass rusher on the interior, if you can get into the te- get into the, the, the face and the lap of the quarterback, man, get right there in his face, right? John Cena, you can't see me. Yeah, you want you want your defensive lineman to be in the face of the quarterback. You can't see your receivers. <laughs> like, that's what you want. And Tyler Davis and Rook bring that, man. But I think Rook is the better run defender. I just think he has a higher ceiling. Uh, you know, because he's also very versatile. They move him all over the defensive line. But, you know, with these three guys, man, I, I don't really have a problem, you know, with them on the list at all. You know, three of the more impactful defenders on this team, the three three of the most impactful defenders on this team, but also three of the most impactful defenders in college football, man. And like I said, when you have, when you have guys that can do what Barrett Carter can do, right, play – outside linebacker line up into the into the nickel as an overhang linebacker defender drop off into coverage cover man to man blitz off the edge be a a a a, a extra hat when you need him to be in the run game or be a, a consistent hat in the run game right uh be able to tackle in in space just plays physical plays smart and he's really athletic man really athletic and i i know I, I think i've always I think I said this before. If I haven't, I may have told Keith, my you know co-host of a lockdown NFL draft. Barrett Carter just reminds me of a a a more physical and more disciplined version of Trenton Simpson, where Trenton was a jack of all trades and some people say master of none. I think Barrett Carter is just plays a linebacker position just a little bit better, in my opinion, uh, than than Trenton. But you know, both high high caliber athletes, uh, both are quote unquote undersized, right? But, man, I, I love what he brings to the game, of course. And, of course, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is arguably the best linebacker. You know, he's the best middle linebacker, that's for sure, uh, in, in the country. And I don't think it's really a, co- a close debate, really. You know, and, and everything he does, check making checks, making calls in the, in the line of scrimmage and in the box, getting guys lined up, being the quarterback at the front seven of the defense and, and being a high-level communicator. But his instincts as well to do all the different things that he, that he has to do. These guys blitz through the A-gap. You know, I think he had six and a half sacks last year. Just an impactful defender, man. Of course, Tyler Davis playing some one, some two, I, some three, even some four, I, and stuff like that. Just a very uh, another versatile defensive lineman that I think if you put him in the right position, he can be a guy that could have potential seven, eight sacks this season alone. Um, you know, probably more if you give him those one-on-ones and everything like that, more so as a – you know, three tech um, rather than someone that has to deal with a ton of double teams. But I do believe that Rook, I believe Rook go row, 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 man. I believe Rook should be on this list because there are not 93 better defenders, 393 defenders in the, in the college football 
they are better than Rook, man. Rook is physical. He's got good arm length and wingspan, good quickness. He does so many things well. And he, I don't even, I truly, I say this and I say it with so much confidence, guys. I don't believe that Rook has even reached anywhere close to a season, right? I don't think he has. And if that's, that's scary to think about, man. So, yeah, uh, that, that the Bronco Nagurski watch list Tyler Davis, Barrett Carter, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Those three are listed as your three defensive players that are viewed as potential candidates to be the top defensive player in the nation. Listen to that. The top defensive player in the nation. You got three guys on that list. Man, that, that's high praise, and that, that, that's a lot of love. Shout out to uh, the Football Writers Association of America. Um, you know, that that's that's uh that's big time stuff, guys. That's big time stuff. You want to talk about big time stuff? <laughs> Clemson has put in a lot of wide receivers into the NFL, and for a while they've been amongst that conversation of wide receiver you, right? The university for wide receivers, the top school for wide receiver prospects, right? Now, do they still hold that uh do they still hold that title? Does is the candle still lit? We're gonna talk about that next on the locked on Clemson podcast. ESPN's David Hale wrote a piece called College Football's Position U of 20, back for 2022. Which schools produce the most talent at each position? He wrote this uh, back last year and, and, and stumbled across this. And what was so fun about it, right? Now, of course, not taking into account what, what transpired for this, the 2023 draft. But, um, you know, he, he wrote... And this is a blurb from him. Uh, Our adjusted scoring system for 2023 has the Irish checking in at number 10 in terms of the wide receiver position. So, uh, you know, you know, no, yeah, the Irish checked in number 10 for the wide receivers. And that basically pushed Clemson out from from the top 10. I'm not going to lie to you. What? What are we doing? Like wide receivers? I'm sorry, and it's no shot to, to to the Irish. I don't really. They don't have a lot of household names at the wide receiver position. Where you look at DeAndre Hopkins and T. Higgins, right? Justin Ross is killing it and can get the the training camp for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like you, there there are multiple Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers, Sammy Watkins early in his career when he was healthy. Okay, um. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Like, what, what are we doing here, right? So, uh, no, he listen. I'm, I'm scrolling down to the wide receivers as, as we speak, right? And because um, reading that blurb, I got I got a little tongue tied, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, you know, Grant, this was a year ago. Uh, but again, like, it just really caught me off guard. And he had so best in the conference. So his top five was USC, LSU, Alabama at three, Oklahoma at four, Ohio State at five. There's so much wrong with that list. Um, so much wrong with that list. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that list, in my personal opinion. Um, I think LSU should be one if if, if you really want to go there. Uh, Oklahoma, mm. Mm. Oklahoma over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I just I'm cool with USC being there. I'm cool with Bama being there, and I'm absolutely cool with Ohio State being there. But here, like, like I said, Oklahoma just kind of threw me for a loop. Then he says in the ACC, at number seven, uh, the ACC's best in conference, he has Florida State. 
and they are ranked number seven. So that that's very, like I said, that's very interesting to me um, in that regard. And I think even in the blurb, he's, you know, he talked about just to, you know to continue. Uh, the Tigers enjoyed a tremendous run at uh, at wide receiver in the 2010s, but the past few years have been ugly. Uh, and the position might be one of the biggest keys to a potential return to the college football playoff for, playoff for the Tigers in 2023, said David Hale from ESPN. But listen to this. Clipson ranks top 10 in two other positions, and that's on the defensive side of the ball. Clemson comes in on the defensive line at number four, but also on the, on the defensive side of the ball, they, they, re, they are represented at linebacker at number eight overall with the arrow pointing up, especially you expect it to move forward with the two names we talked about in the last segment, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Charter Jr. So when you have those two type of guys who are, you know, two All-American candidates, right, uh, and expect to be potential first-round picks. I think both of them have a really good shot. I know for a fact that their Jeremiah Charter is probably the leading candidate to go first round. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, like per David Hale of ESPN, you know, like I said, it was a year ago. Per him, Clemson's not in the in the wide receiver you discussion right now. They're outside the top ten, right? But they do get some love at number four with the with defensive line. All right. They do get some love at number eight with linebackers. I mean, you think about Trenton Simpson. I think they could potentially be higher. Trenton Simpson, Isaiah Simmons, Barrett Carter, Jeremiah Charter. Like, you know, they've put some some linebackers into the league that have been extremely talented, and now they got two more coming up in the midst. Um, I think that's that's probably one of the, the biggest things. But, again, you know, just Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma over Clemson at wide receiver is kind of crazy to me. Uh, and I, and I, I think the reason why for Oklahoma, for him, I didn't see his reasoning, but I think that it's probably off, just off my mind as a draft analyst, Marquise Hollywood Brown, who was drafted to the Boston Ravens. He was a first round pick and then CeeDee Lamb was also a first round pick. And then this, this past year for the 2023 draft, you have Marvin Mims, who was a day two pick, I think third round uh, to the to the Denver Broncos, but still yet, man. Um, yeah. Hunter Renfro, T Higgins, um, like I said, now we're seeing Justin Ross, you know, things of that nature. I just, it's just tough. That's tough to me, guys. Guys, that's tough to me. So, yeah, no, Clemson's not wide receiver you anymore. There, you know, but 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 Antonio Antonio Williams, Cole Turner, Adam Randall, those guys are up and coming. They're up next that we're going to be talking about, and so in terms of going to the NFL and everything, and they go, they're they're primed and ready to change that discussion and put us back in the top 10 and not just back in the top 10, but putting us higher than Oklahoma. I still understand. But again, guys, Clips is not wide receiver you anymore, but we're on the men. We're on the way up, but shout out to the defensive line uh, prospects and players over the last couple of years. And of course, linebacker and, and shout out to, 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 to Mr. Hale, giving us that love and everything um, from, from that piece. And, uh, you know, found that on tiger, tigernet.com. So shout out to them. They do great work. Go check them out guys. But that's our show for today, man. You know, Thursday, we, we, we're almost to the end of the week guys. So, you know, listen, you know what I always tell you, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Okay, on YouTube, hit the uh, subscribe button, like, comment on, on, on these videos, man. Talk to me because I do talk back. Uh, my busy, my schedule could be very busy, but I do try to get back to you guys um, as, as quickly as I possibly can. But also hit the bell notification so you know whenever I drop content. 
And of course, we're trying to get this channel to a thousand subscribers, guys. So will you be the thousand? Will you will you uh, refer someone to be the thousands? Help your boy out. Let's get this channel. Let's build up this community and this family. And stay tapped into the community checks. I'm gonna be dropping some 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 stuff there for you guys to tap in to to film sessions and everything else that I'm gonna be doing uh, not on the channel but with the Patreon account that I have. So definitely tap into that. But guys. As always, man, uh, in terms of Twitter, you know what you could do. Find me there. Follow me there. Talk to me because I talk back. DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.